Welcome to Seventh River, and I'm your gracious host, Flame Void. And today we're going to be talking about convoluted relationships between men and women, with a focus on how marriage has failed men. Now I'm going to take the male point of view because this view is the least heard, least respected, and one that a lot of women really need to hear. And it's something that's not going to be on the radio that you can actually pull up and hear because it's tuned out by the major society, which is gynocentric, i.e. female-focused, female-led, and the imperative is to benefit women at all times. And that is the truth. Look at reality. Remember, on this channel, we deal with truth and reality as it is and not how we want it to be. In order to be the best version of ourselves and become what God intended for us to be, we have to deal in truth. And looking at the truth and reality correctly is essential. Now, for marriage, the lay of the land is that marriage has become a treacherous pit due to unfair laws, double standards, child support fraud, and alienation of fathers from their children. All this is done in the purview of the state, the community, the cities, and even in our individual homes and churches. So the first point is that unfair laws, all right? Now, it used to be that when a man and a woman got married, it was honestly and understood to be that a woman's youth, beauty, and childbearing ability was traded for a man's future earnings, his protection, provision, and his loyalty, meaning that they would have sex with one another and they would live together in a home together and the man was the authority in that home, meaning that if the cops came, they would talk to him about what's going on. Now, if there was any signs that he was lying, then, you know, the cops would do a little investigative work, but not at some times, they would talk to the man first to figure out what was going on. That was how things were ran. And while that was ran that way, there was a lot less problems going on because you expected the husband to hold the family accountable and each home was governed that way. Now, with the onset of feminism and no-fault divorce, no longer was the man the authority. Now the man has become the villain. And because he's the villain, you can divorce this man over any reason from I felt scared or I don't want to be, be with him anymore. And because of this, marriage now has become very easy to get into and more convoluted to get out of because it's now become a wealth transferring scheme. And if you look at the alimony law, the property law, and the assets which are transferred from men to women for any reason, for any length of marriage, it's atrocious. The old way of doing things was for a 20-year or heck even a 10-year marriage, they would split the assets evenly to where whoever took the children was afforded the home. Before the Duluth model, which is a flawed study it's very flawed it was men who took the children and the wife the ex-wife now would be able to leave and go back to her parents house redate remarry and produce more children with another man who would 
be her benefactor, i.e. her new husband, and those children born to her of that marriage are his children, alright? That was how it was. Under the Duluth model and under the new marriage law, the children belong to her. Early child doctrine, even today, now states that a child needs to go with his mother primarily, even though culturally and historically, when a child misbehaves or a child turns into a bad apple, we never blame mama, we blame daddy, all right? And who's responsible for their lives? Daddy is. If they're living in a shelter, uh, a shanty home, or not getting everything we need, we don't blame the mother, we still blame the father. Even in these days of supposed equality, we blame the father, the men of the environment. In a community, if there's nothing but women there, and there's one man on the on the block, if a child gets taken, he is still looked at as being responsible. Now, that's messed up, but that's how it is. Now, moving on to the next point, double standards. All right, there is a fierce double standard in marriage today. All right, a woman can go and get a protective custody order from the court with no evidence whatsoever that can be used to kick the now separated or divorcing spouses i.e. the husband out of the home and it doesn't matter if it's true or not it is still a weapon that is very viable that can be used against men at any time at any point with no evidence because of this it makes it extremely dangerous for a man if he's declaring a divorce from his wife to stay in the marital home the second half of this is that because it's so well used and so easy to use most lawyers and most uh, private investigators help women perpetrate the lie and endorse this sort of behavior even when it's uncalled for and the man has done nothing and there's nothing you can do to prove it. Because of this double standard, a lot of men do not want to deal with marriage and they do not want to deal with the court system because of it's not based on fact or logic. The third point is child support fraud. This is a big one, ladies and gentlemen. Now, now that marriage is no longer held in account for what a person did to annul the marriage, i.e., hey, he cheated, so therefore we are getting a divorce and he needs to pay for the dissolution of this marriage and he needs to afford her certain things, a half of his retirement or so on and so forth to facilitate this breaking of this marriage due to his fault or her fault. Now because of that becoming no fault and any reason as good as another to get a divorce we come to the children now whoever watches the children gets the most amount of money when we're talking about women okay when a man is the custodial parent he gets nothing even if the court orders for her to pay him child support most women will not be locked up for arrears due to child support they will not enforce it because she's a woman that's fact don't like it go look at the facts Google is readily available for you to go find this. But when you pull up child support arrears for the men, okay, that's where it starts to get very interesting on the double standard here and the hypocrisy in this. Men are routinely locked up 
for child support arrears. Now, you cannot put a man in jail for being a debtor, but you can put him in jail for violating a court order, okay? Now, the court order will usually go like this. You're both divorced. She gets primary custody of the children. Now, he has more than likely he's a straight heterosexual man. He has a job. He has finances. He has things saved up. And he probably has a house and they have two cars. She's going to get her car. She's going to get the marital home, even if she never put a dime into the home. And it's getting to the point now where even if the man owned the home before they got married, if anything has any dime that has gone into that house from the marital funds, i.e. his income, if he's the only one working, now necessitate that she has a piece of it. So roof repairs, uh, plumbing repairs or anything going towards that property if it comes from the time they're married they're now seeding that thing that she now has claimed over that home even though she's not on the deed the mortgage or anything else all right so that's wrong but it's now allowed that makes men even more distrustful now when she gets her house the car everything else and she has little to no job experience she cannot afford that but the man can afford it. So what do you do? You now charge him for everything that's going to that home, plus he's charged for maintaining that home. If you look in the biblical scripture, they talk about how a man would be have to live on the street for trying to make, or correction, trying to maintain two homes. In olden times, and even more apparent today, men cannot sustain two homes unless he's extremely rich or doing very well for himself and in these cases there has been a number of cases where it's gone to be quite ludicrous one case an example is a man who was a canadian tv star he gets a divorce from his wife of four years she moves down to California where they had a home there and she took over that mansion. It was a mansion. He owned it before, but she claimed it as the marital residence, so therefore she got the home. Now, she does not work. She does not do anything. But this man who is the actual working spouse, the one who is famous, is managing the upkeep of that home, upkeep of her vehicles, and paying her almost 20000 a month for a child he rarely gets to see. Let that fall on your head. He barely gets to see the child he's paying twenty grand a month for. Plus, she gets a little bit extra in alimony because, you know, she shouldn't have to work. Now, all this goes against common logic and common understanding of how things should be split. The old adage from the Bible, if we're going by a Christian framework, which we do on this channel, he who does not work shall not eat. And even so in this day and time, we have welfare in which, which are only for women. Now, under marriage law, she has effectively robbed this man of his house, his vehicles, and everything he paid for. Now, am I saying that she should not be provided for? I am not saying that. I am saying that it should be fair based on the length of marriage they had. If he is a millionaire, he's going to be a millionaire after they get divorced. She should not become a millionaire just because she got a divorce from a man who is a millionaire. 
Now that you see how it's set up for men this way, a lot of men who are well off or making really good money don't want to enter into a marriage contract because it's no longer between him, her, and God. It's between him, her, and the government, and the government always wants a piece of whatever he makes. And now since she can now get a divorce for any reason and get access to all of his money, regardless of the time she put in with him, it makes it extremely dangerous for a man of any means or a man who will eventually become rich to even deal with women on this level, this unlevel platform. Now, further back to the child support fraud thing, all right? Let's talk about paternity fraud. Now, it's been determined all over this country, and they just released a uh, story, I believe, one or two months ago that proved that one out of every three children in a home, there is a 40% chance that child is not the father's. I'll say that again. One out of every three children, if they're in a home, at least one out of them three isn't his. There's a 40% chance of that. Now that is spread across not only the United States, that's Australia, that's the Europe, that's Africa, that's Britain, that's all these Slav uh, Slovak countries, Slavic countries, uh, pardon my, my talking, Iceland. Now the only place they did not get to was uh, the, uh, the, the, the Asian Pacific region, all right? But it does include the, the US territory. So one out of three, all right? So, Many times what the government is now doing to men is that any child born during the time they were married to a woman, even if they're separated, now are automatically going to be his if he does not contest the paternity within two years and four years in some states. Now you have to figure out the laws for your states, but this is quite dangerous because now men are going to be held liable for these children for not 18 years, ladies and gentlemen, like it used to be, but in some cases they've extended to 21 and 24 years to cover college. Oh yes, this is going down. Now when a man figures out that he is not the father, he can go and get a DNA test all he wants, but if the court does not allow him to present, present the evidence or they declare it inadmissible, meaning they don't care about the evidence, he is stuck with that child. The old adage, mommy's baby, daddy's maybe, is a very sad but true fact in today's society. And because this can happen to a man without him being able to refuse, also, because there's another trick to this as well, it's called the turkey baster pregnancy. Now, there are three books now currently on the market that actually tells women how to trick their husbands or any unsuspecting man into getting them pregnant, i.e. stealing a man's condom, having him ejaculate into her mouth, or her um, allowing him to ejaculate in her and she tries to keep it in there as much as possible or get the condom out of the trash can. And essentially what these women do is they get a turkey baster and you can imagine what they do. Now, women, a woman who actually gave a oral, oral sex to a orthodontist, kept the ejaculate in her mouth, went home, put it in a turkey baster and inseminated herself. When she admitted this in open court in front of the judge, both lawyers, 
and and in front of God himself, the judge still pressed upon the man that he is the father of the child, even if she violated his own consent. Now, for all those who are of the older generation or those who just don't know, um, because of hashtag me too, consent for a woman is vastly different than consent for a man. And as far as reproductive issue goes as well, meaning that if a woman has one beer, she cannot consent to sex or anything else. She cannot. But if a man is drunk off the rocker, it doesn't matter his state, he can still consent or his consent doesn't matter. Meaning that her body, her choice extends to the baby inside of her and she can kill the baby or do whatever she wants with the baby without a man's consent, opinion, or anything. She decides to have the baby, guess what? He pays for it. If she decides to kill the baby, he has no consent. But if she has the child, can't afford it, cannot even put a roof over the child's head, that man who is tied to her in some way now has to pay for that child. And in marriage, it doesn't matter if it's his own child or a bastard. If he doesn't know, or sadly enough, if he signs the birth certificate or someone, and this is quite shocking, forges the birth certificate with his name, he is the father as well if it's born during the time he is married to her regardless of where he is in the world they're going to claim that is his child and make him pay for it now if a man gets a paternity test and he cannot he doesn't contest it within the first two years or he signs a birth certificate he's automatically the daddy right now there's also a story going in michigan right now where they're trying to push through a law that will allow a woman, a single woman, who has a child to name the father. No paternity test, name a father, and re require her to give them the actual address. So if she puts the wrong address on there and the name of a man she never slept with, that man can be daddy by default. And if he ever finds out, i.e. gets pulled over, and he finds out, or if she gave she doesn't give him the right address in the subpoena that goes out and with that subpoena it's 90 or 120 days they still haven't figured it out that he has to report to the court and demand either a paternity test or an open court test if that is not done within those days he is automatically declared daddy by default let that sink there is no consent there which makes even being around women or even having sex with women even more treacherous than just me too and my last point because this is getting quite long is one of the the one that has produced a lot of criminals ladies and gentlemen single parent household are based off of fathers not being there but unlike what we used to talk about about fathers being lazy and not wanting to be around their kids now they're being alienated from their kids all right so they're paying child support whether they've been married or they've been defaulted into being a father or whether they've been tricked into being a father now they have children all right and they're alienated from them now in the marriage aspect a married man who may or may not be the father is paying his child support doing what he's supposed to now the woman who has primary custody 
can now mess with his his time to be with his child, whether it's his or not. And in many cases, there are lots of stories of women who, when it's time for the father to have his weekend or his his time of summer with the child, will send the child to a camp or put their vacation during the father's time to be with the child, violating the court order, but the court will not step in to arrest her or make her make her act correct via the court order so he doesn't get to see his child. In some cases, some fathers have not seen their child in almost 12 years. I say that again. Some fathers have not seen their children for 12 years. Now, most of society will empathize with a woman that's separated from their child for, heck, a week. Oh, it's cool. She should be able to see her child anytime she wants because she has a bond. Well, it's just been proven one year ago that when a man sees his child or what he believes to be his child, for the first time, there is something chemically that changes in his mind to where he has bonded with that child. Meaning, he has a claim to mental and physical abuse by his ex if she keeps him away from the child. My evidence for that is if you look at the amount of fathers who commit suicide because of child alienation from, or I mean correction, parental alienation, it's staggering, okay? You can go look up these five things and find out these five things are usually involved in most suicides. A divorce, a separation, child alienation, child support or alimony and if you even want to add to that you know going to prison now as i said before you can't lock a man up for not paying child support but you can lock him up for violation of a court order now what else can they do they can take a man's driver's license therefore making it harder for them to even be able to get a job they also can make his commercial driver license. So truckers, their license are gone. Also, they can throw him in jail for violating the orders, but none of the, the interest on those payments stop while he's behind door, uh, behind prison walls, okay? So whether a man is married or he's just living with a woman there are a lot of things that can trip him up and destroy him now if a man can be destroyed effectively through divorce because let's review number one no fault divorce doesn't matter how what she divorced you for any reason is good number two 80 to 90 percent of custody battles goes to the woman so he's going to be paying for not only to keep feed and clothe and keep himself with shelter, but he's going to provide a higher level or the same level of comfort they enjoyed as a two-parent or a two-income family while he's not even living in the home. So he has to feed and clothe himself and feed and clothe and take care of that child. Third point, the double standards, i.e. his consent, his his decision not to be a father or to be a father is of no consequence. She makes that decision and he has to pay for it regardless of what she decides. Child support fraud and paternity fraud. Rampant. Even with even with the new 
uh, DNA testing that are very extremely cheap actually like uh, some tests can be bought for $140 and they can you just swab the inside of the mouth of the child you swab the inside of your mouth and you send it back to them they will send you a entire mock-up of whether you are the father or not i.e. a Mori Povich moment and even if it shows you with a hundred percent not being able to fa- being the father you take that to a courtroom they will not allow it in there because they cannot let the primary way of them paying for the services in which they give her for free get away and the last point is alienation of the fathers all right whether you are the father or not you can be alienated from your children whether you're a married man or a dad by default these sort of things and these sort of actions taken by the court and the women nowadays are quite treacherous and now you can see why I call it a treacherous pit all right and the law unfortunately supports a lot of this action to be done and will allow the man or the husband no legal means to defend himself unless he's willing to pay a lot of money in order to allow in order to get justice all right one quote says that the criminal justice system has allowed the rich and the guilty more rights than the poor and the innocent your defense or your offense in this case is clearly dependent on your ability to have a bunch of money that in itself is sad now this has totally messed up marriage and how men and women even see each other now because in my own opinion and just speaking with the men of today older men say i'm not i feel sorry for you young men dealing with the crap you guys deal with today back in my day i never had to deal with that and the older community even now still holds there's a bit of shame in a woman getting an divorce over 40 okay there is still shame from her living parents or that older generation but the younger generation the 40 and below club there is no shame it's a free-for-all which makes men not even want to engage in the practice and those who do engage who do get divorced these men are it, these men are looking at at least eight years of recovery time before they can even get back to the same level of living they used to be at that's eight years all right that's with no kids imagine a man with kids he's his full recovery is going to take almost 20 something years in some cases all right so marriage as a whole has failed men horribly they have men have little to no rights little to no way to protect themselves and unless they come up with a bunch of money that she can't find to defend himself he is ultimately screwed and he has to go into family court now i didn't talk about this as one of the points of being what is turned um marriage into a cesspit but the family court has been notoriously female centric and has been so evil towards men since the 1970s it's not even funny it's it's very sad and shocking when you start to connect how many suicides and death of men are tied directly to that courthouse it's quite shocking but no one cares 
Also, if you tie suicide and veterans to that courthouse, you will see how divorce and going to child support court has drove many of them to hurt, kill, or maim themselves. Okay? It's quite shocking what is allowed to happen under the guise of marriage. No longer does a man have the authority of the home. No longer does he have the authority over his children. Heck, he, he can barely even govern himself in a marriage because she holds all the cards and what cards she doesn't have, the government does hold. So, this explains to you why more and more of male and female relationships are convoluted. Men don't want to take that further step into marriage. Most of them don't once they realize what's really going on because they realize really quickly they have no rights. And while this may hurt some people's ears to hear, this is the truth. This is the reality of our lives here. I tell people all the time, what you believe has a more effect on your life than what you don't believe, okay? So what you believe really matters. And if you don't believe in this court system after hearing this video, you are a fool. But that's all I have to say on that subject. Unfortunately, there are no positives to this podcast because all of it's really bad. All of it's really bad. And the alternatives to this, which I will get to the, the next video, are, are equally as uh, treacherous. But, as always, I am your gracious host. And, and once again, our motto here is, we deal with truth and reality as it is, and not as we want it to be, in order to become the best version of ourselves we can be. Live in truth, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, this is Seventh River, and your gracious host, Flame Boy, signing out. Bye.